The following presentation is a Barrett Sports Media production. Recognizing the unsung heroes of sports media. I'm stuck in this pit, working for less than slave wages, working on my day off. This is the Producers Podcast with Brady Farkas. I'm the executive producer. Oh, you're the executive producer. And it starts now. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Damian Mitchell, not the Sacramento Kings guard, but the producer at WJOX in Alabama. He is the morning show producer there with a couple of former college football players. It is Greg McElroy. It is Cole Kublik. And, uh, and both of those guys have national footprints as well. And Damian also played college football. So we talk about the dynamic of having three former college football players on the staff, just how much do these guys nerd out on football versus dumbing it down for the audience. And how difficult has it been to navigate the Brandon Miller situation at Alabama? Enjoy this conversation with a great personality, Damian Mitchell. Damian, appreciate you uh, taking a little bit of time with us today. Explain to me the interesting dynamic that you guys have on your morning show because Greg is working for ESPN. He's doing some XFL coverage. Cole is big with the SEC network. I got to imagine these guys are traveling a lot. So how do you guys all make it work? Oh, man, the biggest thing of any relationship that you have, even in a working relationship, is communication. And with all of us being former football players, guys that stay around the game, we do a better job, I think, of over-communicating than under-communicating. Hmm. We don't try to leave any gray area. Hey, you know, this is where we're going to be connecting with. This is the time we're going to be connecting. The biggest thing is just having an open line of communication and dialogue, man. And we're, I mean, what makes it so fun is it feels exactly like it was when I was in a locker room. Me coming from a receiver's perspective, Greg coming from a quarterback perspective, and Colby and the hog that he is, an offensive lineman, we see the game so differently. And that's kind of just how we molded our lives and how we've adjusted our lives and things of, okay, I may not be able to see it the same way Cole does. I may not see it the same way Greg does. But then when we find that common ground, we build off of it and go from there. But the biggest thing is just communication and we, it's, it's fun because it's like a locker room. Greg will have a list of things that he has to remember. Cole will remember, you know, X amount of things. I have to remember all of it to, to on my end as a producer. But, man, we find a way to make it work. And sometimes technology does kind of um, does kind of get in our way. But we, uh, we look at those moments as just moments of adversity, and we just power through. Does the show end up being done – remotely a bunch where those guys aren't in the same room or maybe you and Greg are together or you and Cole are together and one of them's on the road. Does it end up having a remote component? Yeah, sometimes, um, usually in the fall, just depending on how their travels are, um, especially Cole being an SEC network and Greg being, you know, on the bigger cast for ESPN. And he, he's one of those guys that has to jump around nationally while Cole kind of has a regional area. So, you know, he doesn't go too much, too far away from home some days he may just say i'll just leave out uh friday morning or something or friday after the show but most of the time yeah especially during the fall usually thursdays and fridays are kind of like our uh our busiest days but they get their assignments well in advance where we kind of just know you know hey i guys i might be flying out you know late friday evening or you know midday thursday or something and we kind of adjust from there but like i said man we communicate it all 
ahead of time, and we find a way to, to get it de- get it done. I've talked to – this will be like almost episode 30 of the Producers Podcast, and in some way, shape, or form, I've talked to almost every producer about how much they talk as a producer on the show and kind of finding their ability to have their voice. As someone you said who played wide receiver and has that different perspective, do these guys openly go to you often looking for it, or do you have to kind of find your right moment to sneak in comments? Oh no, nah, man! Like it's it's one of those I I have control full control of the microphone as well. They actually incorporate me in a lot of conversations uh, that we have on the field because again we're coming from three different perspectives and we all you know played at three different schools, three different divisions. Um, and even when we have like our little film sessions and things before and after shows, you know Cole asks a question of like, hey, you know as a receiver, what are you looking at on this situation? I'm like, you know, I'm looking at the DBs hits, I'm looking at the safeties and where they're lined as soon as we come off the ball. And Greg, you know, he's he's a quarterback, so he knows pretty much all of it, the terminology that we have and certain things that we all look at. And it, it it creates value for myself as well because it doesn't feel like it's a forced thing. It's like, no, Damien, hey, you know, you're a receiver. Tell me what do you see on this play, especially because I was a big, big on Tennessee's offense this past season, and I love, love what Josh Heifel does. And he's, you know, those guys are asking me, Damien, what, what are you seeing from a receiver's perspective? Why are these DBs? Why is Jalen Hyatt wide open after every play or, you know, majority of his snaps? And I'm like, well, you got to look at the pre-snap alignment. You got to look at the abilities. And it's a genuine interest. It's not just, hey, we got our producer just, you know, making some noise. It's, no, Damian, is, Damian knows what he's talking about. Let's also bring him into the conversation, and boom, we go from there. So, like I said, man, it's, it's an open – it's like an open forum. It really is. And we're – it's like three guys in the locker room. We're already going to talk about the game anyway. We just so happen to do it now with microphones in our face. You know, it's so interesting to hear you talk because, you know, most listeners generally, I would say, don't understand all the nuances of football, right? They couldn't tell you about this alignment versus that alignment versus this protection versus that blitz pickup, that coverage, et cetera. So oftentimes, you know, Hosts don't, you know, hosts don't have to bother about dumbing something down for the audience because we're all kind of on the same level. You guys who played, do you take your show to that kind of nerding out on football and educating the the audience, or do you have to kind of dumb down what you see so the rest of us can understand it? Man, so it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a work in progress through that because I'm from a small town. I'm from a, a place called Mapleville, Alabama. I went to a one A school kindergarten through 12th grade like I saw the same people from the time I stepped on campus in 2000 in the fall of 2001 all the way till I graduated in the spring of 2014 and it's it's one of those things where I even have to tell them sometimes hey are you talking to the folks in Mapleville man let's kind of break it back down a little bit because of course I want to talk about why this safety is rolling too high you know pre-snap and things I was like let's kind of make it if you are watching a game Let's try to educate the masses at the smallest, smallest level to where they can understand it. And it's so much fun because we'll all have a moment of, wait a minute, I think I may be going a little too deep. Let me go back and and retrace my steps a little bit. And what really, what's so fun too is because I have to turn my producer ear on and say, oh man, I love the content, but hey, let's let's take a step back. Okay, Greg, why did you say you know, why, why Why did you say this receiver ran this certain route on this certain cover? So let's go back to the basics. Okay, well, this guy saw this coming out of this break. And it's just so many – because, again, we don't know what we don't know. Like, a lot of people tell us um, that – a lot of people tell us that we've forgotten more football than a lot of people just know. <laughs> so that's where we try to, try to find that great area of, like, all right, let's break it down to the minute, minute details 
and then expound on it. Because I, my, I look at it like this. Because I'm from a small town, and the, I mean, as much as you want to say there's stereotypes of, you know, small town guys and the city slicks, whatever, but it is that fine of a detail of, wait, man, you, you may have just lost 30 listeners in Maplesville because we don't even know what you're talking about. Let's kind of go back to it. But as, as football players and former players and guys that really lock in, they have a field day whenever we go into the weeds about the, the X's and O's of the game. But that's just, again, that's what makes our show so much fun. I'm sure that your show could talk all day, every day about nothing but Alabama football and Auburn football if you wanted to. You have a bunch of college football players on your staff, as you've alluded to. How much other stuff penetrates the conversation? And has it been tough is probably the wrong word, but has it been an adjustment to try to talk basketball or talk baseball or talk some other national story that might be out of the Alabama-Auburn football bubble? Not so much, um, because again, when it comes down to it, we're still fans of sports. Like we're still locked into our team. Um, of course, they have their homerisms with Cole, you know, loving everything that comes out of the barn, and and Greg loves everything that comes out of Alabama. For me, as a guy that never played at that highest of levels, I can be impartial. Like I'm like, hey guys, like I didn't get a chance to go out and you know talk and and, and get a chance to play a Jordan Hare, Brian Denny, but. You know, when we are talking about the, you know, the SEC slate of basketball games, you know, y'all can focus on y'all's teams, but I've kind of looked at it for my entire life at the whole, at the big picture. So for us, of course, we can't, we know our levels of expertise go strictly on the gridiron, but we're still sports fans. I mean, we talk about our lives. We talk about, you know, the things that we go through on a daily basis. You know, those two guys, they have kids and they're married and things. I'm a young bachelor, so I'm like a, I'm like the Bruce Wayne of, of, of radio, man. Like, when I'm on air, I'm Batman. When I'm off air, I'm like, hey, man, I'm just living my life, having a good time. And just doing – I mean, I'm 26 years old, and I'm still – I'm working with two guys that are experts at their field and experts in the game. So how do I incorporate myself to fit in where they're already established at? Now, you know, again, they trickle down so much. I learned so much from them. But when it comes down to it, I'm just one of the boys just like they are. And it's it's fun because these are the moments in the off season where like we'll get in there for, you know, a couple hours a day and just grind on some tape for you know, we say, Hey man, I wanna look at this Florida offensive line and we'll go down and just look at it and have some fun talking about that stuff. But then we'll get in the group message and text and things about what we see, you know, especially during March Madness now is you know, these matchups of these teams that we haven't really seen before. We're sitting around just joking of, you know, okay, like Auburn and Iowa, for example. I haven't, we haven't really done a deep dive into Iowa, but of course, Auburn, Cole's looking through his Auburn lenses of, you know, Auburn's pretty much going to the national championship <laughs> in his eyes. But also, he does understand the sport and also kind of, you know, he, he sees it through the uh, black and white lenses, but also through the orange and blue lenses <laughs> as well. But for the most part, we just have fun, man. That's all it comes down to. Has it been difficult to navigate this Brandon Miller situation with Alabama, given there's so many Alabama fans, how rabid the fan base is? I'm sure people at the school are listening to what you guys put out. Has it been? It's a touch. It's such a touchy subject. Has that been difficult to navigate? Um, it has, but for the most part, what we've done is strictly facts. Any anything that's come out, we leave our personal opinions to the side. Our personal matters. We say these are the facts. This is what happened, and then we go straight to what he's done on the basketball court. Um, and, again, the court of public opinion should never trump what's going on in the court of law. So, of course, you know, everybody's going to have their opinions. And we give people the open floor. We do, you know, we answer the phone lines. And, of course, uh, when all this stuff is, has been going on, it's always a, a subject that we, we can't avoid it. 
and it's only going to get bigger the deeper Alabama goes. But I think we've done a good job of presenting everything as factual. We leave our personal matters, our personal feelings out of it and just say, hey, you know, this – but, of course, when you're in a position that we are in, you got to let people, you know, say what's on their minds, whether we agree or disagree. We ensure that it's open, it's open discussion, and we don't judge anybody for what they say on air. So, But it has been a, a tougher situation. But for the most part, we, we keep our head above ground and just say, hey – this is what we're going to talk about it. This is what we're going to do, and we move forward. Damian, last question is kind of always the last question for producers. You are a young producer, but what is your advice for green producers, fresh out of college producers, or new producers? Man, um, <laughs> don't don't be discouraged on the no's because they're only going to get you closer to your yeses. Hmm. Um, for me, it was – my, my journey was completely, completely sidetracked. I started off in newspaper, man. I had zero, zero experience behind the board. And um, once I got to Doc Sayre, I mean, they fell in love with the person, and they were like, we'll, we'll bring the personality. But I was like, y'all hired the person. Um, and there's things that, you know, I have discussions with my, my program director, Ryan Haney, who has been, I mean, he, I'm not just saying this because he's my boss, but he is just absolutely amazing. And he's very open with communication of like, hey, D, this is what I think that you should do. Or, you know, hey, Ryan, this is what I feel about the show. This is how I feel like the direction of the show should go. And it's it's fun for me because, again, I am young, and these guys have had years upon years of experience. So they don't look at me as – I mean, of course, some of them have, you know, kids that are my age, but they don't look at me as a kid. They look at me as a young man, and they truly, truly invest of the young person that I am and also want to cultivate me to help the brand grow. And that's one of the reasons why I love being here at Jocks, man. Like, it's it's so funny because I hear a lot of people in my position, in my age, too, um, a lot of my friends that, you know, are in jobs and they're kind of hitting that crossroads of, am I really enjoying what I do? This isn't what I, you know, graduated to do or things like that, where I'm in the boat where I legitimately have fun every single day I am here because no day is the same. Of course, there's always those you know technical issues or things I can't really control, but it's so fun to just see how it organically just comes together and how much fun I have. And just understand, don't be discouraged in anything because you never know. You genuinely never know because don't let the no's feel like you're just drowning and nothing you can do or nothing that you say is right. Because um, I remember when we first started off with me, Cole, and Greg, I mean, I had never worked with Greg McElroy before. Hell, I grew I grew up an Auburn fan, so it was kind of cool to like look at Greg and it's like, wait a minute. First off, you're a lot taller than I thought in person, but it's pretty cool. But then it's like, wow, you really are one of the homies. Like, okay, now I see why. I now I see why you had so much success as a quarterback because you genuinely are just one of the dudes, one of the fellas. And I got over that celebrity factor, man. And like, they'll I can go on on and on about those guys, man. They genuinely. Um, our first meeting together uh, with Cole and Greg, when we first put the idea of the show together, um, Greg I had never met him before. He was like, you know, Damien, it's such an honor to meet you, such a pleasure to meet you. I've heard nothing but great things about you. Let's make this thing the best show in America. And I was like, say no more, big dog. You can tell me what I need to do. We can get this thing on the road. And they, of course, like, I mean, just organically, we, we've gotten a chance to bring my own segments on and just different ideas and just how we've, I mean, when you go back and just listen to the first couple episodes of McElroy and Kubelik in the morning, like we were very high on the football end, 
and kind of, you know, just we didn't really get a chance to get that local feel. It kind of just – at first it kind of felt like the ESPN, the SEC Network, and then the little boy from Birmingham. And then it organically become, no, this is McElroy Kublik and also Damien. This is their crew. This is how they do it. This is their huddle. This is their offense, and this is how they're going to execute. And it's like, it's so much fun, man. It really is. Man, that was great. Damien was great. I've never heard that phrasing before. Don't be discouraged by your no's because they're only going to get lead you closer to your yeses. And he's so right on that. So many times as producers, we have goals, we have thoughts, we have things we want to bring to the table, and you are often told no. And you do tend to get discouraged, and you do tend to hit that crossroads. But Damian says he powered through it, and uh, he also credits great work of his program director. And we know that great program directors certainly are hard to come by, but they are invaluable when you've got one. So thank you to Damian Mitchell of WJOX in Alabama for joining us. He is with Greg McElroy and Cole Kublik uh, in the morning there as well. And an interesting dynamic there on uh, balancing all of their football experience and how they bring everything to the table. Enjoy March Madness, everybody, at least the first two weekend, well, the first weekend of it. And I'll see you next week as we trend towards the Sweet 16 in the next episode of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. You don't want to believe it, but maybe the show is over. Thank you for listening to the Producers Podcast. To enjoy past and future episodes, check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and BarrettSportsMedia.com. 